0: I'm Danny Belvin. And
1: I'm Damika Brown.
0: And we're biracial unicorns. And you know, every
1: Disney princess needs a sassy, ethnic, mystical creature best friend. And we're it. We're it.
0: Yeah. I mean, and we're kind of the best sidekick. <laughs> I
1: think you know what? I would you know, I don't think the sidekick gig is as bad as it used to be.
0: This is episode ten. It's true. We've made it. We, I don't know. Now I can retire. <laughs> Done. Who, oh, girl?
1: <laughs> look at look at all that we have
0: accomplished in our time together. <laughs> I feel like this is the moment where the slideshow plays. <laughs> But it's like a visual slideshow, and this is an audio program. Oh, so yeah.
1: We'll, we'll tell you what the pictures look like, and we'll tell you about the big, massive, unnecessary arrangement of flowers we're going to get. But if any of our listeners who are regular listeners know, they notice anything different in our intro today, we so awkwardly said our last names today, which I have to bring up because we both (laughs) no, I have to bring this up so awkwardly because we both have issues of being very vulnerable. Yeah, everyone can roll their eyes if they want. But for us, that was a really big deal. And we're just like, well, you know, if we're going to work towards this, we should probably start with our full name. And I feel like after 10 episodes, we can trust the world apparently with our last name. So, but it's also, it also does reveal the other thing that did draw us together in high school is that we had the same initials.
0: We do. DB.
1: Mm-hmm. DBs forever. Uh, what are we talking about today, Danny?
0: We're talking about Disney. Dun, dun, Disney. Okay. And so before we start. Oh, Obviously no. this is a huge topic. Yeah. So we had to be pretty selective in the things mm-hmm. that we decided to talk about. Yes. So we're focusing mainly on movies. Yes. And only some movies cuz we can't talk about them all. No. I think we're we're staying pretty firmly canon of main feature length films. Yes. I feel like this is going to be a somewhat divisive episode, maybe more divisive than the cats versus dogs and no. animals as fur babies.
1: I, I doubt it, but let's see.
0: I don't <laughs> you know. Are. People, people are really passionate about Disney. They really, they are. And you know what? And I don't blame them. And I feel
1: like I should go ahead and be transparent and upfront. I actually... Disney raised me. I really... I enjoy Disney, and I'm really hoping this podcast does not ruin my chances of getting a pass, like a lifelong entry pass to Disneyland or World, which I've never been to either. So uh, with that being said, there are some things that I cannot sit back and just ignore being like, yeah, Disney, I do love you. And I probably know way more music than I probably should from you. But there are some things I just kind of I just want to bring up. That's it all I want to do is just bring it up Disney
0: yeah I think I mean and it's similar for me Disney is so deeply ingrained in my childhood and in my experience growing up that I have a very deep connection to Disney even though I wouldn't consider myself a a big Disney fan or anything now in the late '80s, early '90s, when we were but small children, school age mm. children, mm. I think they were huge cultural touchstones for us. Yes. So I think there's a lot of a lot of nostalgia and a lot of that wrapped up in any sort of feelings we might have about Disney. So, I don't know. Do you want to start with maybe uh, like what are some of your earliest experiences with Disney? It's funny. <clears throat> like I said,
1: a big, big Disney fan. And it always, I know it's going to be quite mushy because we moved around a bit. My, both my parents in the military, but my mom retired a little bit earlier so she can be awesome mom and she hustled and did other jobs. But my dad was the one and I don't know, it was one of those weird things that always made you feel like an anchor going to the movies or singing a song, even if you lived overseas, just growing up and having some of your favorite ones. It wasn't until I was a little bit older, maybe 9, 10 and started singing a lot of the show pieces, you know, they would do medleys where they would mash up all the songs and you'd sing them at your choir. And if you're going to do a Disney one, you know, you're going to get the kids involved, you know, the people, the audience are going to like it. So it was always a good go to. Well, I remember one time they they had a song from Dumbo and I, in my mind, I had seen this one. I know the pink elephant part is pretty trippy, but that wasn't, you know, that wasn't the thing that ever stood out to me. It was a little clip of the scene where the jive talking black crows which one of them was actually named Jim Crow was in there and yeah, yeah his, his name is Jim yeah, Crow I know. girl and I, I remember seeing that little bit of music in the medley going back home watching it again now even just a couple of years later and just being uncomfortable do you know what I mean of just kind of being like just, just not quite sitting with me and that's when I kind of started, like, you know, that that first realization of mm, this this doesn't feel good. Why do I feel kind of off about this? Why am I cringing a little bit about this scene? And, yeah, that was probably, like, my first real experience of
0: Disney. Why? why? It, and you were about 9 or 10? Yeah, about 9 or 10.
1: Where it's like it wasn't just, like, of course I had, like, no one looks like me. And I had that from fairly early on. But I was one of the very first kind of moments where
0: I was just, it put a bad taste in my mouth. Mm, I would say my first moment was probably about the same age. Maybe, yeah, about the same age. I I would have been nine or ten when Pocahontas came out. Mm, Girl. Just that whole movie made me very uncomfortable in a way that I, Mm. I didn't know how to articulate. So, yeah that was my my first experience with the whole movie You're beginning and, to and end. I felt like and I felt like I should have been more excited about it having like a Disney princess mm. who looked kind of like me but it just made me uncomfortable like really uncomfortable
1: girl you already know oh this this one's gonna be a hard one to stick to all right
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I just want to dive in I know you, I know yeah. I know have you have you ever dressed up as a Disney character? Did you ever dress up as a Disney character for Halloween <sighs> or anything?
1: Not for Halloween. I was always weird things for Halloween. Um when I was playing with my brother and sister, we would always pretend, but mm. I never had like I see the kids now. they are fitted like and my daughter isn't like not in the, like an exception to the rule. But a lot of girls, they have a princess dress for every day of the week. Not like some little rags. to They've got like hoop skirts, lace backs, little crowns, little cute shoes. Like it's they they have them. I I don't. Maybe my mom can probably call me out on that. Been like, girl, are you kidding me? No, I I don't remember having like an actual dress up. But we would pretend like I was a pretty kick ass mermaid.
0: Mm, I think we all pretended (laughs) to be Ariel. Like mm-hmm. I definitely every time I was in the bath pretended I was Ariel.
1: <laughs> you had to. We all wanted that huge on the rock with the splashing water. I didn't even Prince Eric wasn't even my type. But I just wanted you know, we all wanted a fin for some weird reason. We all want we all want fins, apparently. And to to interact with a sea witch. But that was weird. I don't know. So, all right. So you you did definitely have Ariel in the tub. Did you ever do any dress up, any Halloween costumes you want to come out and confess to?
0: I did. I mean, like, I always was really into dress up. I love costumes. (laughs) 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 Like, I think that's the main reason I have all these degrees in theaters, because I just want to wear costumes.
1: Girl, no judgment.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, as a kid, I was, I think I was Alice maybe twice, Um, oh that's a good one yeah but like I didn't ever wear a blonde wig or anything it was just like my black hair and my brown skin (laughs) being Alice oh and then I was after Aladdin came out I was like a gender-bent genie like I wanted to be the genie but I wanted Mm -hmm. to be a girl (laughs) so I was a girl genie I'm kind of feeling that I
1: really am. I'm already seeing it in my head. Please tell me you were blue. Oh, and
0: then it gets better. But then I decided I wanted to be <laughs> I wanted to be purple because purple was my favorite color. So I was a purple gender bent genie. It writes
1: itself. And somehow I think it might be just as good as the live action one, which we'll also get into. Yeah, later.
0: we'll get into that. As an adult, I have been Snow White and I have been Moana. Ooh. And that was mainly because my husband and I uh, were running a small farm and Mm -hmm. uh, we were selling at Farmer's Market. And so they had a big event every Halloween at the Farmer's Market. And so we were encouraged to wear costumes and I had, well, first I was Snow White because I had short hair. I had, like, basically her haircut. And so I was like, what's an easy costume I could do that kids would like? And so mm. I already had, like, a yellow skirt. And I was like, oh, I can just make the shirt the top part of it. And so I was Snow White one year. And there was a very adorable moment in my life when, like, a little kid was like, you're not the real Snow White. And then, like, continues to stare at me and then <laughs> says, are you? <laughs> Which is adorable. I'm like, kid, my skin is not white as snow, but thank you.
1: (laughs) No, see, what had happened was, is that snow was like, forget this forest. All the fruit here is poison. All these little men keep making me clean their house. I'm going to go get some sunshine. Deuces. And that's (laughs) exactly exactly what happened. Oh my gosh, my friend totally got... For her kids because she's a great mom her two girls have birthdays really close together in summer so she had of course this is at like the height of frozen Mm -hmm. and uh, and i felt so bad for kids who like frozen in the desert because even white girls get a really good tan in the desert but the girl who like volunteered and had her own you know on a costume that that girl was a latina ex like she beautiful dark skin dark brown eyes absolutely gorgeous fronting that Elsa wig with no shame. Like she was in her skin and the kids just followed her around the park. She just showed up to the park and was just awesome with the kids. And they, they didn't question her. They just followed her around and wanted to be all up in her magic. And that's probably, I loved it. I loved every moment of it. So yeah, you totally could have been Snow White. Yeah, (laughs) totally.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I did it for the kids. Even though mm. I'm not, like, saying Snow White should be anybody's role model. but
1: <laughs> You leave Snow alone. It was hard being the first Disney princess. That was not her fault. She was just a baby.
0: <laughs> it's true. I mean, like, in what the Snow White story, she's, like, 13 or 14 or something. Yeah, or she's
1: ridiculously young. Like, on another episode, we have to talk about the ages of these princesses. Like, that alone always just like oh that's that's a bit intense for a 13 14 year old to kind of go through but literally a conversation for another day so
0: let's jump in first on our right. list is peter pan mm.
1: <laughs> what would do you find really remarkable about peter pan miss danny
0: i mean i think we're looking at all of these things from a A point of view of race this is something we Mm -hmm. talked about before we started recording there's a lot to talk about with the gender and disney but i think we're focusing primarily on race so if we're focusing on race we'll never get
1: through it uh, Mm -hmm. oh
0: i know i know if we're focusing on race obviously there's a lot of really problematic depictions of indians native americans in peter pan right yeah From Tiger Lily herself to that whole, like, fucking scene with the kids putting on headdresses and running around and all the red-faced Indians. Oh, Oh, it's it just pains me. Like, it makes me feel really uncomfortable even thinking about that scene. Mm -hmm. Because I... When you look at Peter Pan as a story from, like, Wendy's perspective, I like it. And I like that Wendy is, like... In love with this idea of Peter Pan and like really into him and then spends one day around him and is like, uh no, I don't think so. Fuck <laughs> this guy. This is not what I want.
1: <laughs> I like the idea of going back to a starch British household was better than spending another day.
0: With a man with child. Your, yeah, with a man exactly.
1: Child. <laughs> and I love in other versions that she actually takes the Lost Boys with her. She goes, no, you're toxic. You don't get to be a role model for these boys. You thieves of childhood, you're coming with me. The thing I always remember from that part, where the, you know, first of all, they kept calling them engines, which is like, ooh, yikes. Um, right. But then the, all the kids smoking a peace pipe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was always my personal favorite. I was like, oh, yeah, it's a peace pipe. But what I found really interesting, so that movie came out in like 1953-ish, ish. This is not when Mm. they're, like, mass producing them. Like, you're not like now where you turn. There's a new movie coming out. I just think it's just so funny. So I have to think about who are the people animating and storyboarding. Because we can look at it now and be like, how did that get through production? Why didn't anyone see that? But can you imagine, like, the people who were Anglo-European Jewish influences of people? Do you think they even knew a Native American in real life, you think? Do, like you think, actually, do
0: you think anybody in White Hollywood now knows a Native American in real life?
1: <laughs> it's so true, it hurts. <laughs> it's so painful. Because the I first know. thing I thought no, you want you wanna how awful it was? I'm like, well, what about that one guy who played that wolf in that vampire movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. People seem to really like him. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awful. Oh, all right. Oh my goodness. It's, it's like, it's just one of those things you have to laugh. And that, I think that's what I love about the show. Like, it's so awful. We have to laugh. Dameka, how
0: would you rate Peter Pan?
1: On a scale of one to five whys, why being, why did you even make this movie? It's pretty bad. I'm going to give it four whys. Like, why? Why? Oh, why? Why Peter Pan? <laughs> like, why would you do this? Yes, there four wise, four wise. Yeah, right. I don't even know what I'm saving five whys for, but yeah. What is the next movie?
0: <laughs> next movie is <laughs> Lady and the Tramp. Oh, all right.
1: Everyone is like, oh, it's so cute with the spaghetti scene,
0: but there's some there's some issues. As I well. mean, quite honestly, that's all I remember about that movie.
1: Is really, the it's just the spaghetti?
0: Yeah, like I don't. Like I I've seen it multiple times, but I've definitely have not seen it in the last maybe like 20 some years. <laughs> like it's been a long long time. It was not it was true. not in my main rotation.
1: Oh, was it not? It was I don't know why we had it in ours. It was just
0: some You don't remember the Siamese cats? Oh, I do. They're Si and Am are their names. Yeah. 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 We are Siamese.
1: And now, yeah.
0: As soon as she said and they that, cause I remember that
1: song. Yeah, they're shifty and they don't cause
0: anything but trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That movie made me want si- a Siamese cat.
1: Oh, see, look. That had some good <laughs> memories. Look, you're like, I, I, I barely remember that movie. It actually really impacted my life in a major way. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I'm just letting you know how it sounds from my side of the conversation. No, no,
0: that's fair. <laughs> it's yeah, fair. And it's, I know the okay, Siamese cats yeah. were terrible. Were so they were, terrible. They
1: were really messed up. And they were. I, I don't. I think everyone. Everyone always goes towards the cats. But I'm going to go ahead and say Lady and the Tramp is sneaky, because if you remember, where was Lady and the Tramp eating that spaghetti? They were eating it at the back of this Italian restaurant where these guys serenaded dogs with, like, accordions, and their characters were very, like, oh, the johnny baby poppity poopity It's like, well, mm. well, that that's a little. It's not bad. I would literally only give this one one why.
0: Why did you think that was necessary? But besides that, like. I don't know. I feel like the cats deserve two Y's. There's two cats. For two, two, two of
1: whys. them. <laughs> I why? Right into And it. then
0: why did you do it again? Why is there two of them? <laughs> One wasn't offensive enough. You had to do two. Okay. It just wasn't enough. I guess we didn't have a lot to say about Lady and the Tramp after all. We're going to move into like a new, a new era of Disney. Disney from our childhood, which I think we're going to yes. focus mostly on because these are the movies that came out when we were kids. So mm-hmm. Little Mermaid, 1989, yeah. Little Mermaid. She was a big deal. Yeah, like
1: I felt like for like I said trying not to get into gender, but this is when they really started basing these people off really hip and really relevant people in culture and society. All right, that's that's it I'm going to say about that. But what are your feelings on the Little Mermaid besides wanting to be her in the bathtub?
0: I loved Little Mermaid. Probably Little Mermaid and Aladdin are the disney movies i have watched the most ariel was my jam i loved ariel dude yeah i know we're not getting too much into gender but she's like just so problematic as a disney yeah. princess so problem, yeah. like she literally
1: has her voice taken away from her they've made it very plain there is no metaphor there is no symbolism no it's like literally you want a man
0: Lose your voice. Lose your voice. Give up all your athletic ability. Completely Mm -hmm. throw everything that's you out the window.
1: Yeah. Yeah, But he'll love you. Disobey your family. Yeah, totally. This person that you've known for all of five minutes. Yeah,
0: Without knowing anything about you, he'll fall in love with you.
1: And by the way, he eats fish. Just letting you know. Well,
0: (laughs) obviously.
1: (laughs) This this show just got an explicit rating.
0: I mean, you interpret that however you want.
1: You know what? I apologize for nothing. (laughs) (laughs) But Okay, sorry, sidebar. It is a seaside town. What do you think their main import and export is on this town? Oh, totally. I'm just saying. I'm just and she didn't think any of this through. So the thing is with this particular one, not just with like myself, but other people have found if you go on the internet of talk about the character of Sebastian, another sassy ethnic sidekick. They're talking about in some of the the, the songs they imply that They're saying, you deep down underneath the sea, you don't have any worries. You need to come down here. And some of the other fish have been portrayed to be ethnic fish, for lack of a better word. And they're portrayed with big lips and darker Mm. features. Kind of, you know, uh, supposed to be the Caribbean or people from Jamaica are lazy or laid back. And they've had, like, touches of that as far as dealing with issues of kind of, like, race and class. And I've always felt like that the Little Mermaid was more problematic as far as gender wise more than racially. But I still feel like the Caribbean was what was very hot, right? Like that was the big ticket yeah. big ticket race. You can always tell like the race that's kind of very you know, we're trying to ooh, this is new and we don't you don't know anybody from here and everyone's kinda into the music and, and into dancing and that kind of culture. But we don't know how to introduce that to people in a way that's palpable. I don't know. I could be reading into it.
0: Right. No, I think you're right. And Little Mermaid is based off of a Hans Christian Andersen story, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, it's, what, Danish? So it's a little bit majority culture anyway. Like, I know it's not entirely. White people see it as less exotic. Danish is less exotic than Jamaicans, even though they're so much closer to us (laughs) geographically. (laughs) So I think, you know, they needed something to put that exotic flair because there's that exotic flair in all the Disney movies. There
1: is, which I'm like, okay, so we have this Jamaican crab and some of the music that has like a lot of Jamaican soulful background. Mm -hmm. Where the heck is this kingdom? I'm confused. Where is this beach? And why is the beach full of white people with a lot of French based clothing?
0: I'm really. Yeah, I don't know. Also, just honorable mention to Ursula in her human form, who was, like, so hot. Dude, banging. I'm, really I'm so into human Ursula, <laughs> even though she's evil. You know,
1: yeah, I'm actually into octopus Ursula. Yeah. I'm just oh. going to go.
0: I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm into for that, the curves. too. But I mean, like, but human, like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get with a a half octopus but like (laughs) human ursula hot
1: vanessa her name is by the way i actually love that name vanessa and i'm really bummed Mm. that evil ursula's name is vanessa why didn't she just say ursula you know what i thought the same way too but i think it's like i think ursula sounds evil Mm. how many whys are we gonna give little mermaid
0: (sighs) i mean are we talking generally or racially I mean, I think we're talking uh, generally. So I'm going to go ahead and give it four whys.
1: Oh, that many?
0: Yeah, because it's so deeply ingrained in my heart. So it makes me even more angry about it. I'm only going to give it two.
1: I'm i I'm, I'm being – maybe I'm being very light-handed with my whys. You know, oh, I can just see. You're just like, why would you put someone so attractive – but yet make it and have racial overtones. Are you, did Vanessa break your heart?
0: Well, Vanessa (laughs) broke my heart, but I mean, my whys are because of Ariel wanting to be Ariel, but who did I want to be? This woman who gave up everything for a guy, including her voice. Mm.
1: while ignoring the advice of her ethnic sassy friend.
0: Yeah. I mean, she had an awesome sidekick. She had two awesome sidekicks.
1: I know, but we won't get into flounder, which I maybe we I don't know. <laughs> like, I feel bad for I are screwing over flounder. <laughs> poor flounder gets no love. <laughs> remember like remember when we would talk about the hard hitting issue. These are hard hitting issues by the way. We need a break too sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> this is important. We'll talk about why it's important. we're, we're yeah. just winding up. Alright, All right. What, what is our next movie?
0: <laughs> Aladdin. It's the big oh one. Oh my goodness. It's Aladdin. We're we're just talking Cartoon Aladdin right now. Cartoon yeah. Aladdin.
1: Yes, Cartoon Aladdin. So <laughs> did you did you know they had to change the lyrics of the entries the <gasps> you intro know, song?
0: I didn't. I I don't think I've ever heard the updated lyrics. I've only known the bad old lyrics. Okay, you yeah. should explain what this is in case people listening don't okay. know.
1: I guess that's true because other people could have lives and read books instead of watch Disney movies. So in the intro of Aladdin, it's the the main song that they play throughout the overture of Arabian It's Arabian Nights, like Arabian days. I know, I should be a world singer. Anyway, so in that, they have some lyrics that goes right into it. And it's like the original was like what the, the people in Agrabah in this place Will cut your face, cut your ears. Yes. is that what the original
0: is? They'll they'll cut something. your ears off if they don't like your face.
1: Yeah, something really. They're like, uh, uh, but it's, hey, it's home. That's yeah, what, it, yeah, it doesn't say
0: it's barbaric, but hey, it's home. I think it's yeah, the whole yeah, lyric.
1: it's barbaric. Exactly, and then they've changed it to um, you'll get beaten or marge you might, but hey, it's still they still kept the barbaric line. Um, into it but they did and the thing is I actually grew up with the change lyrics because I never saw it in theaters and so by the time we got it on VHS No because but I'm
0: no ancient, it, it had I thought it had those old lyrics on VHS because I had it on VHS they didn't change it until the DVD Did
1: they not? Girl I need to dig deeper I don't into know. the I Aladdin skate gate
0: So, but the thing with this is
1: that they had to change that and so why are we even bringing this up so this was kind of a really big deal for them to, once again, completely change scenery. Not just to have a psychic who was of a different race completely, but to have the whole cast in quotation marks and the whole setting take place in this beautiful place of Agrabah in the Middle Eastern kind of feeling. But the thing that was really problematic was is that even within this confound, the main character still really presented european that was like the overall complaint of the movie right Mm -hmm. that the characters their features their skin tone were still actually still fairly light and still like i said quite still strong european-esque then we have a villain of jafar which i'm sorry badass villain he might be one of my favorite villains actually had the very strong he had the facial hair more traditional garb darker skin him portraying features, that would actually would be more relevant to that part of the world, as him as being this really nasty guy. Do you know what I mean? Right, I'm saying? and I mean, it, and he yeah. had,
0: and he had more of an accent than Aladdin, mm-hmm. who was played by Steve from Full House. He has a name, sorry, Steve from Full
1: House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is him, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, I did remember well. Yeah, which by th- okay, do should that bother us? Does
0: it bother you? What that a white guy when? played Aladdin's voice? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It, it I'm, do, I'm, I mean, I'm, it bothers yeah. me now, but I then no. Like I thought it was like a cool no. Easter egg that he was in Full House.
1: <laughs> That's the most wholesome, coolest slash lamest Easter egg ever.
0: <laughs> right. Oh. <laughs> but the singing voice, a- an Asian woman does. Jasmine's singing voice, right? The woman who did Aladdin's singing voice must have done... Is it Mulan's singing voice? I can't. They do recycle. I'm just gonna go ahead and say that. Okay, so confirmed, Leah Salonga played the singing voice of Jasmine and Mulan. And she is, in fact, Filipina. Work it, girl. Yes. I mean, which is not Middle Eastern. Not.
1: no, it's not, but uh, score one for the ethnic team.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, Aladdin has a lot of problematic racial things, right? The biggest one is the difference between the villain and the protagonists. It came out, and goal four was still happening? Like, it was during uh, the let Let's see. War. I think it might have been towards the end. The, the end? Th- Anyways, there was already heightened issues between the U.S. And, and various countries in the Middle East. So it's like, even though the story that it's based on took place in like what is now Baghdad, they just made up a place because they couldn't have it actually happen somewhere in the Middle yeah. East. Is I don't know. It, so it's like weird racial things, I think, with Aladdin. It is. Princess Jasmine was never that interesting to me. I think most kids... I was most interested in the genie because the genie was the best, but I did appreciate it was a dark haired princess who is also darker skinned, even though she's still pretty light skinned. I don't know. Like I felt like I I kind of could look like Jasmine, even though not really. So that was nice. It was like a little bit of representation. I guess
1: (laughs) it was a little bit of hope. I did appreciate that thick hair because I knew that stuff was heavy, and I'm like, "Girl, same." Yeah, I feel you. I do. There were a lot. I think just even like for for us as kids, still when we open up to the world, not having a lot of experience with that part of the world, and it's just like, "Oh man, they have a lot of swords and a lot of apple stands." You know, Mm. it was just yeah it's one of the things it's so difficult when you're like this is for entertainment, this is for children, but those little things actually do make a really big impact on our on our little brains. I do think you made such an amazing point that we couldn't to name an actual place would make it too real and to think that beauty or life or people could be associating life and people and family and culture into a real place and a place that was supposed to be foreign or our enemies would have been just too much for our little tiny minds. But no, I I loved Aladdin and the genie was hilarious. And we all knew the songs. I don't know about you, but this was always a movie in middle school. Like if we had a substitute who was really bad at their job, we would normally get to watch Aladdin. And I wasn't mad about that.
0: I mean, I loved Aladdin and I know all the songs in English and Spanish because we we had the soundtrack for Aladdin, but we had it in Spanish for some reason in my house growing up. So Aladdin is just like bilingually in my in my heart and in my mind. That's
1: kind of amazing because I know a whole new world in Spanish will tear the roof off. I know it's probably way more beautiful in Spanish than it could ever be in English. And I stand by that. But <laughs> that's just how I feel. All right. How many whys?
0: How many whys are we giving, Aladdin? Gosh. I feel like... Okay. I feel like it deserves more. But I'm just going to give it three whys. Ooh. I'm going to give it four. Okay that's fair i'm definitely gonna give it four Ys, why?
1: or I'm maybe i might just give it like i'm gonna give it one why that's worth four like why uh, like a really long why <laughs> like a really long Y.
0: <laughs> is lion king the next one
1: yeah i do feel like in a past episode we did pick on lion king already
0: we did it's true
1: that's true, but there's so much there, we could still pick on it some more. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even talk about the hyenas. Girl, you already know why we didn't talk about the hyenas. <laughs> yeah. Lion King. How are you going to use the musical influence and then transfer this? I'm, 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 I'm skewing from it. Transfer this to Broadway and be more than happy to have the influences of beautiful like you know African culture. but not why didn't you do why? I'm already putting the whys in. Why didn't you have the same love in casting that for the original like characters and put a lot more of like the language and the heart and the soul into the original cartoon script?
0: I feel like Disney wasn't wasn't there. Disney wasn't there yet. I know. The difference between the animated movie and the Broadway show shows some growth on yeah. Disney's end. Even though it was Julie Taymor who directed it and it's a white lady. I mean, mm-hmm. and this is another problem for me in Disney. Not only the representation in the films, but also the voices behind them the direction and the creation behind them there's so many layers that need to be addressed that's 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 really
1: true but i do think like in our next little layer of movies this is where the joy is because now we're getting people who were you know our age growing up with like snow white and you know peter pan enjoying animation and being really inspired by disney and that's why we don't completely knock them now they're becoming directors and animators and musicians and that's but but yeah i'm getting ahead of myself of the future but um the hyenas of the lion king so the villain was portrayed by a white guy british guy right and then the main character of simba both young and grown up was by a white guy Mm. young nala was she was black because i was raven simone which was a really big raven
0: deal. played young nala's voice i probably knew this somewhere in my mind but have yeah because i was a it was like raven
1: simone jonathan taylor thomas it was yeah. like it was a really big deal at the time um i cannot for the life of me remember who voiced older nala I cannot re- like remember her name i have no idea but it's just like a lot of these main characters oh the timon and pumbaa character i believe they're both white i was just one of those things of like ah you know this is it's just weird they all did i mean i enjoy the movie it's once again it's definitely probably one of the the favorite in, in my household and my little one now she loves it too so it's really fun reliving it with her and it's still really enjoyable and Art-wise, it really broke a lot of grounds, especially with computer animation. It was mm-hmm. a really, really big deal. It's just like you were talking about before with like the bad lions having darker features. It's just these little subtle things, isn't it? Like yeah. they have brown
0: eyes, so they must be bad. I love Lion King too. Lion King is, I think the the big trifecta that I watched over and over again were Little Mermaid, Aladdin, Lion King. It is kind of problematic, but in some ways it's it's easier to, to accept that because they're animals. Like, mm. I don't know, it, because they're not human, they're African, but Jonathan Taylor Thomas is playing one of the voices. Does it grate <laughs> on my soul the same way? <laughs>
1: That's true. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine if they took that cast and made it a live action and they saw like the very few people of color like there's Mufasa, which is great, you know, mm. keeping it real, Mr. Mr Mr Mr. James Earl Jones. But then like you have the hyenas who are all ethnic. Right. And it's like yikes that and they're the baddies. It'd be like, Wow and they live in the bad part of the savannah. And they're banished, and they're mangy, and they're poachers. We get some, like, Chicano
0: representation, finally, but
1: (laughs) out in the barrio, of course. What? What, Beverly Hills Chihuahua wasn't (laughs) enough for you guys?
0: (laughs) I mean, I I, really relate. I know that's not... Definitely. (laughs) I know. That's not Disney, right? That's not Disney. I don't think so. I don't even know what this is, (laughs) to tell you the truth. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Gosh, do you not know what that is?
1: I, I think it's like George Lopez literally voices a chihuahua.
0: Oh, yeah. Great. Great. <laughs>
1: I'm just going <laughs> to, I hope you have sweet dreams about that. No, you need to Google that and I'm so sorry for your nightmares. Mm. And the worst part is there's like three and four of them.
0: It, I feel like there there's a chihuahua and lady in the tramp that we didn't talk about.
1: Oh, yeah, because they were, oh, girl, oh,
0: he was in the in the pound. He And he also had like a very thick accent.
1: Yeah, and his sister had a really super long name. And now I'm taken back because that scene in the dog pound was also my favorite and least favorite because my first little kid solo was he's a tramp and I would sing that into a little kid microphone and I would live my best life singing he's a tramp. But then also it was really ridiculously sad because a dog definitely got euthanized on that. So there's that. (laughs) Chihuahuas. So what's your Lion King your Lion King rating? I'm you know I'm gonna give it because I'm seeing progression, I'm like I'm gonna give it two wise. I'm gonna keep it just two. Yeah. And I am. And I'm seeing like they're going to I'm I'm anxious for the live action one. I'm really nervous about it. But for now, just two wise. okay, like a very lighthearted wise, like, oh, why why didn't you get some people of color to cast your show? And why? Why the hyenas? Why they got to be so nasty. So there we go. Two wise.
0: I, I agree with two wise. The last two I want to talk about are Pocahontas and Mulan. So it's what, like 1995
1: and 1997-ish? Yeah. (laughs) When bangs were big and socks were tall.
0: I mean, that's my life right now, Tamika. You're just describing my (laughs) current life.
1: Girl, keep them socks tall. (laughs) Keep them socks. That's going to be our sign-off from now on. Go out there. Keep them socks tall.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, Pocahontas first. Uh, Yeah, we've got
1: to do it. We've got to do it. We have to say it. We all know that this is not anything whatsoever like the original story of Pocahontas, which was not even the real name. So if we take this story as complete and utter fiction that's insanely loosely based upon this story, What? What the heck, man? I just... The fact that we depict Native Americans, we're trying to say that they're not savages, but yet we depict them in a very savage way.
0: Well, there's two types of Native Americans in this movie, in Pocahontas. Oh, yeah. There's, like, the noble savage, like Pocahontas, mm-hmm. and then there's the savage savage, right? hmm <laughs> So those well, are the yeah. two depictions of Native Americans. It's like... And it's all in relation to their treatment of white people. I don't know. It's so this was the first Disney movie that made me like really uncomfortable. Guess I knew enough about history to know that it was not an accurate depiction. And then just the whitewashed ending like just made me like, ugh. The whole story of Pocahontas and John Smith falling in love, which is not how history worked at all like he was like 30 and she was like 12 or something in real life. Yeah, uh, she was crazy young. And they were not romantically involved. I don't know. It like the whole thing makes me really uncomfortable. So, I I don't I didn't watch the this movie as much as the other ones we've talked about. So, I don't have as many specific instances burned into my mind. And I can only even remember like one song from the movie, but but like I like there was that, and then there was also like, a really weird depiction of of relationship to nature that was not quite right. And I think i I knew that even as a young age. like her grandmother's a tree and
1: yeah but yeah but it's like not it is but it is but is it? yeah
0: and then the way she talks to to nature around her is in a very in the same way she talks to anybody else which is also like a little bit inaccurate i don't know it's just like it's a simplification that feels icky
1: yeah it felt uh, a little just a little lazy or they were trying to make it palpable or like they were trying to what I'm thinking, and I could be completely off, is that they're like, yes, this particular culture is very in tune with nature. How do we depict that in a cartoon? Mm. How do we show that they have respect and reverence, and they really live by the land for the land with the land? How do we show that? Well, you chit chat with them, obviously, and you kick it and you call a tree your grandmother. Like, yeah, win-win. From a musical standpoint, this one broke all kinds of records and, and all of that. Yeah. You just don't want to be happy with whatever what they throw you. But the one time you also want to be kind of happy because there's something else that's just different. Because that's how I kind of sort of felt about Pocahontas at the time. Is like, oh, there's someone else who is a little bit more like athletic and outdoorsy and has darker features and dark hair like me. I can kind of sort of be that. If I actually go outside and play with my friends, I can kind of sort of get away with Pocahontas and maybe i can actually be included. So that was probably like the o- the only highlight. I I definitely give that one. I don't I feel like that that that's a whole other level of why. It is
0: a whole like, up, like i would give it 5 wise straight out. Yeah, i think because it made me uncomfortable, it never had like that rewatchability for me and i didn't really like it and it was that, that same problem of here's a disney princess who kind of looks like me. Like even to this day When I'm like, there's no Disney princesses that look like me. People are like, Pocahontas. And I'm like, uh. Do they really? Yeah.
1: Oh, they quick with that Pocahontas. I know. Girl, if you want something that... Do you want something super cringy? Have you ever seen Pocahontas 2? Oh, no. No, I have not. Oh, you have homework. And it's awful homework. No, I don't want to... It takes all the things that we are struggling with with this and they amplify it. Where we saw with Lion King, they tried to like grow from it. But yeah, if you ever want to watch something and never vow to watch it again, they totally do that. That's how I feel about The Princess and the Frog. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, and Princess and the Frog isn't even on our list. No, because it's too painful. Oh, let's talk Mulan. Oh, I don't. You you to. said, is this like too much information that your best friend's pretty into Mulan? He really
1: likes Mulan. My dad really likes Mulan. And a couple other guys that I know really like Mulan. And I'm going to out them. They're black. Black guys like Mulan. And I don't. They need to. Maybe whoever's They can answer the question. Is it because Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy cannot be enough. He cannot be what holds a movie that's supposed to be about China together? Did n- they did not see how that does not go?
0: Yeah,
1: or I don't know.
0: There's a lot of I, Orientalism um, in that movie for sure. Is that is that what it's called? Orientalism? Yeah, it was a term coined by the scholar Edward Said. There's like so many articles about it. I I mean I've I've read a lot of articles about it because I have degrees in Asian studies, um,
1: <laughs> so oh I don't doubt it's a thing. Is like the name of it is like when you hear the name you're like you're like you're like oh is that? But of course I, would, I don't deny that that what it's about in cases isn't actually the yeah, real thing. No, you just hear the name and you're just like oh I think it would, I thought it'd be called something else. Yeah,
0: Orientalism. But, um, Milan's also like a lot of wise also based on a real yes. person i don't know but but i also kind of like mulan i like mulan more than pocahontas as a movie even though maybe i shouldn't the i'll make a man out of you song there's a version mm-hmm. that jackie chan sang in cantonese that is everything <laughs> that's like my favorite thing oh. in the world because he can actually sing yeah, can he's, he? he's just amazing the world needs more Jackie Chan, is what the world yeah, needs. Yeah, I don't
1: think there's... Yeah, he's just a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> but he can, like, really sing. Yeah, the music in it is actually is really good. And, of course, if you're any kind of music nerd, you kind of you kind of dig it. I do like that she wants to try to honor her family. And she does risk everything to do this, you know. And the fact that it, it is based upon a true story makes it that much more, you know, badass. But I just think if we're, we just miss out on the treat and the joy that is the actual culture.
0: It's a reoccurring thing. Culture is used by Disney as a paintbrush on top of things. Mm -hmm. It's very just surface level. It's not very deep. And so even though this is a story about somebody from a different culture, it's the same basic story that Disney always tells. And I mean, there's something to Mm -hmm. be said about you know, a universal story that everyone can relate to. But I feel like the depth of culture isn't ever accurately represented. It's, like, too too basic. The most we get is, like, family is so important. <laughs> it's like, that's... Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: Ancestors. Yeah. Done. Th- that- that's it. But it's just, like, the things that we desire. It's just, like, I, I want to hear what music would sound like there as a young kid. I want to hear what their language would sound like in reference. Like her, her grandmother would probably not know English very well. Like, why doesn't anyone have accents? Like it doesn't have to be crazy heavy. It would just have to does that make sense? Like I, I I want to know, I I need that taste of something else as a little kid. I might not have any other
0: exposure to. Yeah. But I feel like I can't be as hard on Mulan because my experience in china with chinese people they don't have as strong feelings about mulan (laughs) as i do so it's like how entitled to these feelings am i if it's like not bothering people who should care in my mind more than i do i don't know it's complicated
1: Mm. yeah Uh, we keep running into that one of these days we're gonna have to like just sit down and just like so this is a thing what are we gonna do about it
0: yeah so how many how many wise do you give Mulan? I, I I feel like Pocahontas and Mulan
1: are in a whole other category because it's the entire. Mm. They didn't just have characters or little chunks. Right. It is an entire movie. But Aladdin should be in its own. But Aladdin should be oh, in that category. Right. Oh, that's true. And Aladdin got a lot of whys. All right. Um. You know what? I'm gonna give Mulan uh, three wise because. They had Christina Aguilera sing Reflections, and I, don't, I still don't know to this day how I feel about that.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that either. I will mm. say, when we're talking about translations of songs, I kind of love Genie in a Bottle in Spanish. That may or may not be in my <laughs> <No>. Spotify <laughs> playlists.
1: Girl, I'm not mad at you. Because honestly, like, of course, when those songs came out, I mean, from New Mexico, those songs got translated hella fast. Like, done. I'm not mad about that whatsoever. I'm for you. I'm for it.
0: I want to just touch very quickly on Moana. And this is totally selfish. Because I like Moana a lot.
1: No, I love Moana. Never apologize for that. I feel
0: like it's a big turning point for Disney. It's still culture is like dressing on top of a movie in that same vein but not as badly and i think part of that is because for the first time ever with a movie disney actually brought in outside cultural advisors they recognize that you know yeah they recognize that it's predominantly white people making these movies so they brought in like the uh a a group the oceanic story trust to serve as cultural advisors on it so even though it's still not perfect it's it could be better like there was at least a little bit and they had a little say originally maui was bald and they were like um no he needs hair that's not (laughs) this is not like culturally appropriate for this movie and they the animators turned around and whined about it because animating hair is difficult. But in the end, they gave him hair. So at least there's that. Aww. At least Maui has hair.
1: Oh, and look at that. And I know, what was it? They were talking about, like, Pixar actually chimed in and been like, we're we going to help you out with this texture because texture is important. I actually, I really enjoyed it. I was, I actually went, I took my. Daughter, to go see it, and then I liked it so much. I was like, "Oh, Michael, my husband, you really, you really need to go see this." Oh, I guess we'll all have to go again. Um, So I went to go to the theater see it twice. I really enjoyed hearing another language. I really enjoyed just seeing different a color and a a different silhouette Mm. on a female that I hadn't seen before. Um, Like I said, different texture, uh, a storyline that I couldn't predict. I, I enjoyed all of that. I I really did. To me, I guess to me I like maybe because I love it so much I haven't gotten to the point where I'm poking holes in it just yet. Does that make sense? Like yeah. when you're just like, "No, I love this. Please don't hurt it. Please don't point out all the flaws. I'm going to be asleep on this. I'm not going to go." But I um I'm also a big fan of uh Lin Manuel Miranda and so to me I'm like, "Of course, he you, you know. Yeah. I'm a big I'm a sucker for him."
0: The music really is prompted. great and I love I love him, too. You know, what I love most about Moana is the character of Moana. In my mind, she's... Oh, yeah. If we're going to call her a Disney princess, even though she was like, I'm not a princess in the movie. I just love that her story is not about romantic love. And, And we can say the same thing about Frozen. For me, Moana... There's no love interest at all. It's, there's no love interest no. for her, which is amazing. I love it. And I also love like really her nice. relationship with Maui. And yes, she's like a child and he's, you know, a demigod. And it's refreshing to see a relationship between a female and male character that's not romantic. And yes, there's always like no, sidekicks and stuff that are usually male. Um, for the disney princesses but they're usually animals so it's not like it's different it's different and mm-hmm. and i love her she's strong and get shit done i'm a big fan of moana and the year that i was moana for H- halloween my husband was hey hey the chicken and it was the best
1: apple's no. costume <laughs> ever that really, really is. And I'm so glad I know what your husband looks like. Like, not <laughs> everyone has the joy of that. And I'm sorry that they don't have the joy because I... And he commits. I can imagine him really committing to the costume. Um, you have actually made my whole night. No, the thing is, I actually, um, for my daughter's birthday, we got her a Moana costume because of the first princess that I'm not like, oh, if you must... If you must dress up like one, this is the one I'm like, yeah, girl, go ahead. Go for it. Go save your island. And I love it. Nothing makes me happier than my daughter like running in the forest and being like, how far I'll go. You, you know, I, I'm I, on board. Like I don't have to sit there and have a talk first. Like I don't have to debrief her about the character for once. I'm like, actually, you know, this is probably not great, but, you know, have fun and enjoy yourself. This is, the first. I'm like, just go for it. No. I'm for it. I dig it. Just enjoy.
0: And I love that I also love that a lot of the the voice actors are of Pacific Island descent within it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm I'm a fan. But I still have to give it a why because I think that that it <gasps> still is kind of culture is dressing on top of a movie. I still think some of the depictions mm. of the culture are inaccurate. I think, like, mm. even in the way people talk about it, people talk about Moana like she's Hawaiian and she's not. She's Polynesian. But it's also they kind of just, like, grouped a bunch of Pacific Island cultures together and depicted it mm. as one, which is problematic. So I still have to give it a why. But I think it's it's better. And I love it. I love Moana.
1: Is it because of the coconuts? Is it <laughs> a lot of reference to coconuts? Is
0: that why it bothers you so much? <laughs> I'm scarred for being called a coconut growing up. <laughs> Please don't bring up coconuts to me. <laughs>
1: Consider the coconuts, though. <laughs> I'm going to give it one why. Why is it so good? There. That's my why. Okay.
0: so So kind of what spurred this was our opinions about live action Aladdin, which was coming out. We're two months away from the release of live action Aladdin. It's been in the works for a Mm -hmm. while. I don't know about you, but I have a lot of feelings, even though... I'm not really invested in these live action Disney movies. I haven't seen the Beauty and the Beast one, even though Emma Watson is in it. And I like Emma Watson. I'm not too invested in these, but I have a lot of feelings about live action Aladdin. Because like I said, Aladdin was perhaps the one closest to my heart. So, yeah,
1: you know, I completely feel you this, this on trend of the live action. It just feels feels like a cash cow Mm -hmm. and that's not knocking people who are working on it or the actors trying to get theirs because obviously i'm not making that actor's live action money like who am i but I went, Mariah's first movie, my daughter, her first movie was The Jungle Book, the mm, live action one. We haven't one. seen that either. Um, look at you because you read books. That's what's <laughs> see, that's
0: that's your that's problem. That's a huge
1: problem. Yeah, that's your problem. So let's fix that right there.
0: Look, found it. Anyway, I have the attention <laughs> you're, span you're, like, for a book, but not for a movie.
1: <laughs> There's so many things I want to get into about that. But I went there and it wasn't, it wasn't bad. I thought it was really there's parts where it felt like I was just watching National Geographic. The Mowgli character was a bit off. And of course, like I said, once again, we want to talk about race. Like we could have definitely mentioned the jungle book, but we do not have time. And and so I thought it was it was really beautiful. It's really nice. It's a different kind of reinvention of it. And I think, you know, from from my kid this will be her Disney movies is all these mm, remakes. Totally. Yeah, the Lion King remake is coming out as well this year. It's a big year for Disney. The Dumbo which is going to be directed by Tim Burton is coming out this year is as it? well. Wow. I didn't realize that. Yeah, it's actually really soon. Yeah, they're not messing around, but that's what makes it feel like it's really more of a cash cow. Mm -hmm. Like they're just kind of, they're like, they're trying to keep up with the Marvel universe.
0: Um, They're just kind of throwing them all out there. I mean, Disney owns Star Wars now, too. And Star Wars is like a huge thing. And in fact, live action Aladdin took episode nine's release date. Episode 9 was supposed to be released in in May, but then they decided to push it back to December, back to that old calendar, and they're releasing Aladdin now in May.
1: Which makes me feel like they don't even believe in it. They're like, no, we need a heavy hitter for the Christmas season, and Aladdin's not well,
0: it. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about Aladdin. The second trailer has been out for almost a month now. I just watched it in Mm -hmm. preparation for this episode of the podcast. So, I mean, the big thing people are talking about is Will Smith as the genie. And I think it's because, like I've mentioned, genie was like everyone's favorite character when we were kids. Mm -hmm. And so those are the things that people are most sensitive about and people are still feeling really raw about Robin Williams. And so there's a lot of like, he'll never be Robin Williams, (laughs) obviously, (laughs) like, why are you gonna put that on him? So that's why they went they went in a totally different direction with casting Will Smith. People are like pissed about the blue and the cgi like i am less bothered by it mm-hmm. i don't really care that much i i don't because i'm like what was your
1: i want to when people were pissed about these things i'm like okay you wanted him brown and there in real life this is not what was that that um genie movie that shaquille o'neal was in shazam kazam kazam Kazam! No, that's what they wanted because everyone's like, "He's blue, he's CGI." But no, then you wanted Kazam. If you want Kazam, go get a red box and go watch Kazam. Like, what was, what did they want?
0: There's just so many more things to be angry about with this movie. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> like, all right, are you already angry from a trailer? <laughs>
0: well, I'm. Well, I'm angry from other things not related to the trailer. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> Here here are my issues with this movie. And there are a lot of them. Okay. First thing that I really have to talk about, and I can't believe that this has completely fallen off of everyone's radar because it happened a year ago, was like in January of 2018, it came out that white extras in the movie were putting on brown makeup, being put in brown face for this movie. In no. 2018, I didn't even hear yes. That. Okay, so here's the thing. And then when when it was brought yeah, up, spill it. When it was brought up, Disney was like, "Oh, it was just so that they could blend in." Uh, uh, so they could blend in. <laughs> that like that's a good excuse. And then and then they turned around and were like, "Well, you know, it's like 400 of the 500 extras were Indian or Middle Eastern or African or Mediterranean or Asian." So it was only like a hundred people, like a hundred people in brown face people. And so then they were like, well, we just had to have those white people in the movie because they had special skills, stunts or whatever, special skills that had to be used for the movie. It's like one, you definitely could have found somebody who was brown. To do it. I mean it's it's ridiculous that you're uh. saying like Indian, Middle Eastern, African, Mediterranean, Asian, they're all the same. That like that's that's already yeah. problematic, but then it's like white people have these special skills that don't exist in the brown world. I don't I don't <laughs> get it. And then and
1: brown people don't like danger.
0: A person of color who is a crew member had an interview with like the New York Times or someone who was covering this story. And they were like, talking about how uncomfortable it made them to see these people in brownface. And it was like, but even if I had wanted to discuss it, who was I supposed to bring it up with since pretty much the entire crew is white? There's nobody I felt comfortable bringing it Uh. up to. And so that comes to like the other issue I have with these movies is the crew the creative forces behind it and i know there's like a an asian producer but that doesn't give them a pass the director's white no i don't that's a huge problem it, it was written by white people this is just using culture as a means for telling a story that was written by white people that's for white people it's like made by white people and they like cast some some people of color in it and call it a day. I mean, and like Jasmine, the actress who's playing Jasmine, isn't even Middle Eastern. Like she's half... Is she she's not? not? She's half Indian and she's half English. So she's mixed race. So shout out to her. Awesome. Indian isn't cool. Middle Eastern. Oh, man. Wow. It's so frustrating. And then there's the whole... There's a character. I don't know if you've heard of this. There's... um, They created a new character... For this movie, that's not in the cartoon. Are you yeah, there's a new character. Okay. He's a suitor of Jasmine's, and his name is like Prince okay. Andres or something like that. And he's a white guy. It's because, like, God forbid we have a movie without a white guy. So let's create a whole oh. new character so we can cast a white guy in this movie.
1: Mm. Ooh. Well, they did not start in the black did they, they no
0: did not it's so this off. is why i don't give a fuck about will smith playing the genie and him being cgi blue like that <laughs> doesn't matter to me at all compared to all this other shit
1: Ooh, girl i had no clue about the brown facing thing double double yikes that doesn't even get oh that's what it is it doesn't even get wise it's gonna get yikes it's gonna get Four and a half, yikes! <laughs> like, and the thing that, but that just really it makes me feel a little, a little bit more um, confirmed that it does feel a little like a cash cow. Totally, like they're like this was a very very popular movie. This is the one people are gonna go because you're right. That was one of the movies a lot of kids would rewatch. I think especially a lot of people I said are still a bit raw and nostalgic about Robin Williams. And A Whole New World broke the world. Now we have that next generation. It does feel very cash cow-ish. Because they're not taking the same finesse that they have taken with other projects. Because here's the thing now, Disney. We know we know you know how to include and involve other people of other cultures in your projects. Because we've seen it now. We know you can. So now you don't have an excuse. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like They've shown the benefit. So why? It's like... Now you've seen the benefit, you can see the ama- like the amazing product that you can actually make. But do you think that it's easier still to involve another culture in a cartoon than it is in you know, a real life kind of situation? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like what you're talking about, it's easier with an animal, but now it's like, well, it's easier to have that 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 culture involvement in animation but it's still not okay to really kind of go full on with it in real life. I don't know. I have a feeling that's kind of what it is right now.
0: <sighs> yeah. Ugh. Did they really have to take it to brownface? I
1: don't know. Did you do know they're trying to make another Mulan as well? Did you that they have that in the works as well, and they've had a lot of casting. <sighs> That's issues what they with keep saying.
0: Well. Like he, I remember two years ago when they were talking about casting for this movie, and they had casting open for like three months. And I remember they were talking about Riz Ahmed perhaps being um, Aladdin, which I was like all about, even though mm. Pakistan is like, a weird, maybe Middle Eastern, depending on who you talk yeah, to. Yeah, it's
1: like get, it's like getting warmer. Yeah. So maybe maybe <laughs> that would have been okay,
0: and like he's. He's bae. I love him so much.
1: <laughs> <Hey>, Bay.
0: <laughs> you
1: always surprise me.
0: I am I'm a complicated person, okay?
1: Do <laughs> you know what? Don't you dare change. Not for me and not for a blue Will Smith genie. <laughs> I'm
0: tired of hearing that there's all these issues with casting. Mm-hmm. It's really... I don't think it's as difficult as they're making it out to seem. It's because they're, once again, yeah. so concerned about the money. And they're so concerned that, like, things have to be done the way that they've always been done. And it's hard for them to to envision new talent in these roles and getting somebody who's not white, like, leading movies. And it's, it's like, I'm just so tired of movies (laughs) of white hollywood movies (laughs) and disney is the worst (laughs) even when they're trying to do these these stories that are rooted in a culture that is not white they're like oh there's not the right actors to play these roles
1: i don't know i still i stand by it like like what i said in the um we did something similar to this with the hallmark Hmm. uh episode I am actually not going to put on the blame on Disney because guess what Disney is? Disney is a company. It is a cash cow. And at the end of the day, they're like, we want to make your dreams come true. And we also want to sleep on enormous piles of mm. money. So in my heart of hearts, yeah, of course, I want to be like, you're going to be accountable because of your stature, which I would really want to touch on briefly before we try to wrap this bee up it's still consumers. Like why do they feel like they had to have at least one white character? Because here's the thing. They do focus groups and they do rewrites and they do all of this. There is a demand for it because I think people still would want to have that representation in a movie because the same reason why people complain while there's very little white people in black Panther, like people, they're already knowing what people are going to be asking for. So the thing is, I am only going to go ahead and shade half of Disney being like, come on, man. But once again, it is a supply and demand. I
0: feel really strongly about that. I don't know if I agree with you. I hear that. Mm-hmm. But also, but there's still people running this mm-hmm. company. And and they wanna yeah, they want to get paid. They want to get paid. <laughs> but like. I don't know. I'm a fucking socialist. We all know this. Like, wh- <laughs> what about the good? What, like, what about the good of the people? Think about the society that we're living in. They live such sheltered lives, but they should be thinking about the society as a whole. And they have the power to influence society through their entertainment. And so, even if people are like, I wanna watch movies with white people. If they were exposed to more movies that weren't white people, they wouldn't start, they wouldn't continue to feel that way. So I think they have a responsibility, a responsibility as citizens of the society to more accurately depict the people.
1: No, but I think where we disagree is that I believe that if people start demanding more, we'll make it more. But if you believe if they start making it, we'll change our taste and start designing
0: more. And I think it's both. All right. We're on the
1: different and Yeah. It is. And that's okay. I think we're just like, we're trying to decide where we are, but it, it's, so we've spent a lot, a lot of time talking about these animated films. And it may seem like it is. Just for funsies. Like it's not important, especially just for funsies. Like we need a little bit of a break and a, we are nerds in different aspects. And I always enjoy talking about these things with you, Danny, but on the realest of real note, for me, the, the reason why I want to talk about Disney is that I forget how much Disney owns, mm-hmm. like uh, that they have their little finger in. So I have like a brief little list of it. So there's Disney, Disney in itself. And so I we can all know that. Oh, Disney, they uh, they own a lot. But uh, the channel ABC, ESPN, they say they have uh, about an 80% stake in it, Touchstone Pictures Marvel, Marvel Universe, Lucas Films, A and E, which I had no clue they did that. They have a fifty percent stock in that or stake in that. Uh, the History Channel, they have fifty percent holding in that. Lifetime, fifty percent holding in that. Pixar, Hollywood Records, uh, Vice Media, uh, very little stake in that. Core Publishing. Then they, of course, they have the Star Wars, the Muppets, which I uh, love the Muppets. Disney princesses and princesses like. Their their name, their characterization, anything that they can be used with the Chronicles of Narnia franchise, which I completely forgot about. The, par- the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, the Winnie the Pooh franchise, the Indiana Jones franchise. Um, this is weird. I looked in everywhere to make sure this could be confirmed. And some maybe Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> which is super random. They also own several companies that help with the major publishing of a lot of famous YouTube channels, and also uh, was at Steamboat Ventures, which is also a streaming company for startup web channels, which are quite large as well. And of course, they had the big uh, Disney and Fox. Oh, they say oh this uh, expected to close in the summer of 2019. What the heck?
0: What? The heck! It's a capitalist are, society are we live in, this? Tamika. Like you said, those people just want to get oh. paid. So they're just acquiring more and more
1: things. They want to get paid. This is like the biggest game of Monopoly, and I am losing. And I'm about to, like, bat to pass go and not collect my $200. But, but the reason why, on top of this being frightfully scary that Disney has their finger in all these pies, is that they're a massive influencer. And when we have something that is an influencer we wanna hold them to a higher level of accountability. And why does that matter for mixed girls like myself and Danny? Even for something that we might seem like to be like a cartoon, is that even with a great imagination, you still, as a little kid, wanna be able to put yourself into some kind of like fantasy and imagination. And to a lot of children, this was their first taste, their first revealing of any kind of culture or race. And for some children, that's actually still true. If they're getting these negative connotation that people of different backgrounds are always going to be sidekicks, that they're going to be evil, lazy, uneducated, or even worse, silent. What is that going to say? And you can sit there and say, it's just a cartoon. It's not a big deal. But these are the biases that constantly can start weighing us down. It's like if you see a massive boulder and you see it over time as the waves kind of start crashing up against it, it will begin to erode and break down. And that's how we feel like with with children and even our own society, we see these things and we think we're firm in it. But over time, we start getting washed away. We begin to become numb to our own biases of how we view other people, other races, other cultures, other orientations, gender, And we have to hold something that has that much influence in our life to a higher standard. Disney, I love you. I just want you to love me back. (laughs) I just that that's what I want. I want a princess that's not a frog half the movie, or her highest you know ambitions in life is not to just serve food to other people. You know, I that that's what I want. I want you to think that
0: you're absolutely right. There's more variety in in Disney Mm -hmm. in the characters now. Than there were, you know, when we were kids. But, like, the women of color are always portrayed more as sexual objects than the than the white princesses. Like, the the princesses of color are more sexualized than the white princesses. You think so? I do. I always feel like they actually are the opposite. Like, they're not viewed as desirable. No, they're sexualized. Like, think about... Go back to Jasmine. What's her one weapon against Jafar when she's taken? She starts to get all you know bedroom eyes at him, mm. and it's like sexualizing. <laughs> Who doesn't her. love some bedroom eyes? But yeah, that's true. And look at just the drawings of the characters like Snow White, Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, fully clothed. When and then you go and you look at Jasmine, Pocahontas. They're a lot more skin, like shorter skirts, more emphasis on their curves, which I understand is part, you know, cultural, whatever. But like, I don't know. I just find it all like it seems more sexualized to See, me.
1: See, I didn't read I didn't read sexual. I read that they were actually like they're making them wild. But
0: yeah, no, I think, think savage. I think it goes hand in hand though. Oh,
1: savage sexy. Yeah, Sexery? I'm going <laughs> to keep it. I kind of like it. <laughs> I am. Uh, but but that, but that's just the thing. Even just having those conversations of thinking like these you know, women in these different times, and different places, they are savage. And because of that, they are going to dress and be a certain way. And uh, you, you don't think entertainment or media or something like this. We went predominantly with animated classics that they're going to have that much power when we first started having animated films, a lot of these characters were based off of these minstrel characters, these blackface characters. And the thing is, for a long time, this was the biggest thing in entertainment, whether it be the live shows or, like I said, when I started breaking into animation. But for how long, for how many years, how many decades was this character used of dark skin? Big lips, falling down flat, jazz singing, jive talking character used to represent an entire culture, and how that impacted generations on how they viewed black people. That is a cartoon. That's what a cartoon did. That even now I look back on some of my especially like old Looney Tune commercials when I see Daffy Duck, you know, pretending and, and joking around and saying yes uh massa to Elmer Fudd character, I'm like, my gosh, I was fed that as a young child, thinking that that was a depiction of an old-timey Black person. That is the power of something, of of a cartoon. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And we can't just let it get off scot-free because we think it's something for children. In fact, we should hold it more accountable because it is supposed to be something for
0: children and family. It's it's kind of like the same argument we were having before. It's like, The chicken or the egg argument. Mm -hmm. How much is it influencing society or how much is it influenced by society? And I think it's both. I think the answer is it's both. It is, but... I don't know about
1: you. It's actually funny now. I really want my little girl to watch the cartoon Aladdin because she hasn't watched it yet. How has she not seen Aladdin, girl? For all the reasons we just said, <laughs> I've got to break her. <laughs> my poor. Every time I let her watch or read like anything of this nature, I'm like, now, baby girl. She's literally. She's gonna be like that girl. She's like, oh, it's my mom talking about race and mm-hmm. or vaginas or something like that. Because I'm all about women's health. I'm her knowing her body. She's gonna be so over. She's like, yeah. mom can you just watch a movie? But
0: I think Aladdin <laughs> doesn't have a lot of staying power. There's, like, a lot of pop culture references in Aladdin that are going to go, like, way over her head. Like, it is such a that 90s so movie. True. It is such a 90s yeah. movie. Yeah.
1: And honestly, like, the genie has so many lines that if you, like, the, you're not going to get all of them at first. Yeah. You're totally right. I'm going to have to do that. That'll be my homework, but... On um, on that massive note, should we do our happy place and try to let other people go watch Disney movies now? Yeah. Yeah. So what's your happy place this week, Mika? I haven't mentioned how hard it is for us to go a long time without talking to each other because I just want to share all my little happy places with you on the daily. No. I do. I do. I, it will be a tie and it will be quick. Do you know that England has pancake day? Like, You know how everyone's like, hug your cat day, have a full bottle of wine day, Give a girl, Amber, a high five day. Like, no, they for real like it's 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 a recognized everyone must do it. Everyone buys their pan and their pancake stuff. Schools will make pancakes. It's just known that like you're having pancakes for dinner. Mm. It's pancake day. But their pancakes are not pancakes. They're crepes. Oh, weird. Girl, don't get me start. Yeah, it's super weird. But you can't call them crepes because we're not in France. But yes, their pancakes are crepes. Our pancakes are actual pancakes, and I will make both because, well, America. Yeah. Um. I, but I, yeah. <laughs> there we go. That's probably the only time I, you'll ever hear me say. I America. also.
0: I mean, we have pancake day in my house. It's Sunday. <laughs> it's like we have pancakes like every Sunday.
1: <laughs> I love it. I. I feel you. I absolutely feel you. But I like it because the only thing I will give crepes is that you can fill them, so you can have mm. sweet and savory. And I like—I'm a girl who leads variety. I
0: do like a savory crepe a lot. Mm-hmm.
1: Girl, you need goat cheese up in there. Oh, forget it. Anyway, so Pancake Day is tied with something just new: kids trap music. I just put that on my oh, Facebook. Oh, I saw that. I saw that on your Instagram but, today. <laughs> here's the thing: I told, I and mean, I did look it up. <laughs> because, uh, you know what I'm just you know I'm being vulnerable. I might have looked as a joke It's a real thing how did this person you has even like get to that and, point
0: where you're like hmm this is, might be a thing oh this is funny like how did you even get there?
1: I you know what so um, uh, we listen to music constantly in our house all the time. It's always on like our Bluetooth speaker his name's Hamilton um he has a name he's like a member of our family. And he is constantly on. We have different arranged music. Anyway, so the thing is, I'm trying to, like, ease my daughter into certain genres of music. And I have to be very picky because some of the things I like might be a little too curse word heavy for her age. But sometimes I'm like, you know what I really need? I need just, like, a trap beat right now in my life like i'm feeling a little blue today but i have my kid with me how can everybody win i'm like oh i wonder if they have kid trap as a joke like i just wanted some clean music with some heavy bass to it you know that's what i needed at that moment Mm. and lo and behold this person has like several like kids bop but kids trap and this guy i have to like i have to put him up on the page he's hilarious but he writes like Trap music for kids. He's like, it's the weekend, the weekend, the weekend, the weekend is for sleeping in, sleep. It's like it's trap music, but for kids, have things about colors. He's like, I love my mom, I love my mom, my mom is the best. I love my mom. Like it's it's totally kid appropriate. Like you know, hanging out at his grandma's house. Like it's trap music for children and my little girl was doing her magical color watercolor sets while I was like trying to get my life together and start dinner listening to some trap beats and feeling like everyone's winning right now and that is my happy place so judgments away (laughs) what is your happy place (laughs) top that of happiness
0: my happy place is also music related Mm. it is the artists know the product who i really like Mm. i've been really into lately um she's amazing earlier i talked about riz ahmed and that's how i found out about her actually because she was in a track that he was in on the hamilton mixtape immigrants we get the job done track that they did she was on that and i was like this Woman's awesome. She raps in English and Spanish and she's amazing. And so I listened to more of her stuff and I just love her. She's so awesome. She just came out with a new song, just dropped like a new mu- music video for it. And the song is called Gaslight, it's about being gaslit by a man. And it's like it's some like real like it's some real angry, rough, rough stuff, but it's it's good. She's she's cool. And but if you're looking for a really great track by her, my favorite song by her is the song Dalegas and it's like mostly in Spanish. It's her and a Mexican rapper. He does a verse or two on it. But yeah, I recommend checking her out.
1: Ooh. Ooh, I'm always down for that, and I think, mm, you know what? Dot, dot. I'm excited. I'll have to go check that out. Yeah.
0: Oh, and it's it's vaguely Disney-related, because her her moniker, Snow the Product, originally she went by Snow White, and then it became Snow White the Product, and then it became Snow the Product.
1: No. <laughs> that was very, like, that was very the artist formerly known as Prince of her. Yeah, Totally. Or P. Diddy of her. Um, that's amazing. I'm so excited to try that out. I need – so if you're having a bad day, eat some pancakes. Yeah. Listen to some amazing rap that's also in Spanish because that's the way of the future.
0: Yep. And
1: if you don't like that, you can listen to some kids' trap about Yeah. It, it,
0: I mean, she curses a lot. So if that's not your bag, <laughs>
1: um,
0: hit up the kids' trap music. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. If you if you need a trap beat in your life, which is it's I it's very therapeutic, <laughs> but you but you got also have a kid, so you know you got to do what you got to do.
0: <laughs> well, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. Yes, I will miss you all. In the meantime, if you're missing us too much, you can. Find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at biracialunicorns.
1: Our art was by the amazing uh, Dolly Pop Art. She is awesome. You should go follow her. All her stuff really I, – I literally love looking at all her stuff. It actually makes my Instagram look way cooler and hipper than normal. And our music is by the awesome Joseph Scott a member of Citizens of Tape City, also listen and follow them on all their social media.
0: Yes. And if you have an idea of a topic you'd like us to cover, or if you have a question you'd like us to answer, you can either reach out to us on social media, or you can send us an email the old-fashioned way. We're biracialunicorns at com. And so I think that's it. I Gosh, I hope so. Poor Disney didn't even ask for that. Hopefully we didn't break too many hearts about Disney.
1: (laughs) Or I hope we didn't ruin our chances of getting free Disney passes to Disney World.
0: Yeah, well, that ship may have sailed. (sighs) And when you're right, you're right. All right, we'll be back. (laughs) We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Peace. Out.